friends, neighbors? Are you looking for that super special Christmas gift? Are you looking for something rad to wear to the next metal show in, say, Modesto, Sacramento? Maybe you're at an Andrew W. Boss show in Salt Lake City. Maybe you're at a never-ending last word show in Las Vegas. Maybe you're out in Atlanta checking out Super Bob. Maybe you're, you know, hanging out, listening to the new Hemlock record in Los Banos, California. If you're doing any of these things, you need to be rocking a Mike Vanek Sucks t-shirt. Or a Mike Vanek Sucks hoodie. They're making you wear masks at places these days. Why don't you piss off all the fucking Trump tards and wear a Mike Vanek Sucks mask? Everybody in Hollywood's talking about them, and you could be doing it too. Telling you, it's all about Mike Vanek Sucks merchandise. Go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash mvs-podcast you can get official Mike Vanek Sucks Podcast merchandise. That's right kids. All the cool motherfuckers walking down the street in 2022 are going to be wearing their Mike Vanek Sucks merchandise they got for Christmas from you. Remember that's Public. Dot com forward slash user forward slash MVS dash podcast and get all your official Mike Vanek sucks podcast. Mike Vanek sucks 209 productions resin party and t-shirts and just about anything you would ever want to order. Want a onesie for your baby? That says Mike Vanek sucks. I got you. Remember, Mike Vanek sucks. Forward slash user. Forward slash MVS dash podcast. And if you've ever supported 209 Productions, Mike Vanek sucks, the Mike Vanek sucks podcast. Dude, I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Also available merchandise for all our shows. Not only Mike Vanek Sucks Podcast, but you can get a shirt for Sounds from the Underground. Live from the Doom Tomb Sessions. Raiding the Vault with Vanek and Lunchbox. Need a t-shirt with the Old School 209 Productions logo? I got you. I got you. Whatever you need. Remember, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash MVS dash podcast. I'm going to be saying that a lot in the next few coming days. So just remember, if you want me to stop blowing up your Facebook feed or doing ads like this, please support Mike Vanek Sucks in all our ventures, whether it be my podcast, whether it be hooking a brother up or buying some t-shirts. 
man, we appreciate you. And now, enjoy the show. Hey, guys, check out Talking Shop with the Boss in the Box, Let's Fect Up Podcast, Mountain Smoke Shop, Of the Dead Designs, and the Tope Suicida brand. This is Ska with Mita Goodwin. Ace of Space Radio and Reality Check TV, Relic Moon Records, Capital Chaos TV out in Sacramento. And as always, oh, fuck, can't forget Central Valley Death Metal. And as always, please support GunMusicRadio.com. And now, on with the program. With exclusive news for KHJ listeners. It's the Bat Boom Secret Number Contest presented by Boss Radio. There's a terrific prize for the first KHJ listener to guess the secret number of our Bat Phone. You've seen us answering the Bat Phone on TV. It's a special hotline Commissioner Gordon uses to contact us whenever there's trouble. There are seven digits in the Bat Phone's secret number. Listen to what you'll win if yours is the first correct answer received by KHJ. You'll visit Batman and me at 20th Century Fox and be our guest for lunch at the studio. Then you'll ride to the Batcave in the Batmobile, where Robin and I will present you with a 1966 console color television set. To visit us and win the color TV, just guess the secret Batphone number. Watch for Robin and me on Channel 7 Wednesday and Thursday nights. And keep it on KHJ for more clues in the Batphone secret number contest. <laughs>
stare, stare at the illustrated man. There are fearful pictures on his skin, but the most fearful thing is tattooed on his soul. The Illustrated Man, Ray Bradbury's masterpiece of the supernatural, an incredible journey to the outer limits of imagination. The Illustrated Man, starring Rod Steiger and Claire Bloom, from Warner Brothers 7 Arts in Technicolor. This picture is rated M. And now playing exclusively at Pacific's Pickwood Theater in Wendy Westwood. Mike Max X Podcast. What up, kids? Welcome to... The end of my day. I don't give a fuck about what I play. Fucking playlist. Fucking Spotify. Fucking whatever you want to fucking call it. I don't even know what I just said. This is Mike Vanek Sucks Playlist. Mike Vanek Sucks Podcast. God damn it. I can't fucking talk today. This is Sounds from the Underground, of course. I'm Mike Vanek and I suck. And um, that was Vanilla Fudge. Old school, man. Can't go wrong with the OG shit, dude. Not at all. Not one bit. Not not even. You can't. You just can't. Can't go wrong with the old school shit. I got quite a bit of old school shit on here. In my system, as I like to call it. And I'm downloading more by the day. Want to hear some more old school shit? By the way, I'm not broadcasting live on Facebook right now. So I'm going to play whatever the fuck I want. Like this piece of music that got me flagged from Germany the other day. You like Metallica? You like Megadeth? Good. Because they're all ripping off of this band.
And then they used to take the traffic bag and deliver them to all the boys and girls all the way around the world. Hey, well, that's it. That's a real nice. Oh, yeah, they were really nice people, man. And so much class, man. They had so much class, you know, like, like even take the way they used to deliver the toys, you know. It's like Santa Claus used to have this really sharp short, man, you know. It was lowered to the ground at twice pipes, guns up a rim, button top, ooh, clean. Yeah, that sounds like a hip snowmobile, you know, man. No, no, it wasn't a snowmobile. It was a sled, you know. One of those big sleds, you know, and he, and he used to have it pulled by some reindeers, you know, like reindeers. Some what, man? Some reindeers, you know. He used to hook them onto the sled, and then he used to stand up inside the sled and hold on to the reins, and then call out their names, like, On Donner, On Blissen, On Chewy, On Tavo, come on, Beto. And then the reindeers used to take off into the sky and fly across the sky, man. Wow, man, that's far out, man. <laughs> yeah, and then when they fly across the sky, they used to come down to places like, Go Chicago, LA, Nueva York, Boyman, all those places, you know, and then land on top of people's roofs. You know, Santa Claus would make himself real small, you know, like a real small guy, and he'd come down the chimney, and then he would give you all the stuff that he made, man, and do this, man. He did it all in one night, man. Hey, just a minute, man. Now, how'd he do that, man? Oh, man, he took the freeway. How else, no, man? man. <laughs> no, man. How did he do all that other stuff, man? Like, how'd he make himself small, man? And how'd he, like, how'd he get the reindeer off the ground, man? Oh, well, man, he had some magic dust, man. Some magic dust? Yeah, magic dust. You know, he used to give a little bit to the reindeer, a little bit to Santa Claus, a little bit more to Santa Claus. And this would get the reindeer off, man? Oh, got him off, man. Are you kidding me? They flew all the way around the world, man. <laughs> hey, that's far out, man. Hey, how come I've never met this dude, man? Oh, man, he doesn't do that bit anymore, man. It got too dangerous. Man. Yeah, I can dig that, man, because that's a dangerous bit, man. Yeah, let me tell you, it sure was, man. Like, just two years ago, man, he got stopped at the border, you know, and they took him into another room and took off his clothes, man, and searched him and searched his bag of goodies, man. And then when he was leaving, man, he was flying through the air. Somebody took a shot at his reindeer, you know? Oh, that's a drag. Yeah, it really was, man. And then, man, he went down south, man, and they tried to cut off his hair and his beard, man. And all the time he was getting stopped and pulled over, and that's where his ID, man. Just, just everywhere he went, he ran into too much recession, man. No, man, you mean he ran into too much repression, man. Our repression, recession, man. It's all the same thing, man. Yeah, man. It's a drag, man, because we could sure use a dude like that right now. Oh, he still comes around, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but he comes in disguises now. Oh, he went underground. Yeah, underground, man. I can dig it. Yeah, but you want to see his disguise, man. Nobody would ever know it was him, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got a job in front of the department store, ringing this bell and playing this tambourine next to this black pot, you know? Oh, I seen the dude. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was that guy last year, yeah, we played in front of a store, man. We made a lot of Oh, bread, hey, man. wait a minute, man. Santa Claus is not a musician, man. I'm hip, man. I didn't know any tunes, man. Hey, wait a minute, man. No, he's not into that at all, man. No, I played with this dude. Are you
Every picture tells a story. Capture the color of Christmas this year on fresh Kodak film. I got it! I got it! Kodak wishes you some merry, merry pictures.
Charlie Brown adventure. It's an Emmy award-winning special. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Then he's back, the original cool guy. And this time he's going to melt your heart. So chill out with Frosty the Snowman. Share the holiday spirit Friday on CBS.
Mike Max Sucks Podcast. This is Sounds from the Underground, and that was motherfucking Bongzilla. One of my favorite bands of the last, I don't know, 15 years? 10, 15 years? I want to say. You know how that goes. Oh, fuck. I think I first heard Bongzilla... Hmm. The first time I went to Amoeba Records, I'd always heard of this band. And I went up to the guy, I'm like, give me bungs. He's like, yeah, in a hard rock sucker. Like me and a dick. Um, and I went and got me a Bongzilla CD. I want to say that was like 2000, 2001 probably. Um, great fucking band. Great fucking band. You should see them live. Went into that show with no weed. Walked out so fucked up I couldn't walk straight. Oh my god, what a fucking great band that was. What a great band. Uh, speaking of great bands. Uh, we opened the show with old school fucking back from the fucking shit my aunt used to play for me. Um, she passed away recently. That was for Kelly Soul. That was Vanilla Fudge with the Supremes cover. Keep me hanging on. You may have heard that in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was a phenomenal fucking movie. Um, before that, or actually after that, um, I played Angel Witch, which if you listen to Metallica, old school Metallica, old school Megadeth, bands like that, to a lesser extent, Anthrax. Um, dude, Jewish Priest, fucking Iron Maiden. They're all borrowing from Angel Witch. And I may be talking out of my ass, but whatever, man. Um, after that, you're Pentagram. What up, Bobby? After that, you heard a great band from Riding Easy Records called R.I.P. I can't tell you enough good things about that. And, of course, you just heard Bongzilla. And uh, speaking of Riding Easy, Riding Easy Records, um, probably my favorite label out. Maybe the Swamp Records. They're pretty cool, too. Um, this is another cool band from that label. This is called Brown Acid. Check it out. Love this fucking band. Love them to death. Can't say enough good things about them.
Jim Ben. The lady who teaches your son violin. The barber who cuts your hair just right. A sitter who sat for you Saturday night. Say Merry Christmas with McDonald's gift certificate. Each cost 50 cents. And a book of 10 cost $5. And McDonald's If anybody loves trains, it's me, Johnny Cash. You know, if your boy's under 10 like mine is, he needs a big Lionel like this Black River Freight. Lionel also makes HO gauge trains for older kids like this Burlington 181. But for smaller hands, the big Lionel is easier to handle and put on the track. This Christmas, get your boy a train that's built for the way young boys play. A big, rugged Lionel. Lionel, the big train for small hands. This holiday season, serve the very best at any gathering. Serve delicious chicken tenders from Burger King. Chicken tenders are all white meat breast fillets, not form bits and pieces of chicken like McNuggets. Plus, they're cooked in 100% vegetable oil. So pick up chicken tenders from Burger King. This holiday, how would you serve anything less than the best? Ain't Wednesday on CBS, the Bengals, Sting, Run DMC, The Judge, John Cooper Mellencamp, Stevie Nicks, Michael McDonald, you two and more in an all-new holiday special. Santa Claus is walking the town with Top of the Pop. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! A very special Christmas, Wednesday. They are cowards falling. 
I'm more dressed in the fact of layers of this going better now until the, the world out there throughout this country, the Dusty Rose has never, ever done anything wrong to tarnish the name of the American dream. If you have documents, if you have photos, if you have clues and evidence, if you will, to say that Dusty Rose, the American dream, has ever stepped over the bounds, if you will, then David prove it. And that's the best way if you want the United States of the you have to forget it. Secondly, now, the road warriors, my brother Animal, come out here and talk in a different tone and got right down in your living room and told you what's going to happen to the powers of pain. So powers of pain, you better take that to the bank because when Animal said, Hawk said, then it's a true fact. And then Rick Flair come out here knocking my puppet. He come out here and he be talking about the way people look, the way they are, and he's over here and he said, well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the dens alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Anderson, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. Because I'm not a point inside either. You know what I'm talking about? When you knock them, you're knocking me. And let me tell you something, Daddy. I can buy and sell you, Rick Flair. And that's the bottom line. And the other bottom line is, in this wrestling world, I have three times world heavyweight wrestling champion. That's the bottom line. And the other bottom line is, I am the current bull of the woods, if you will. And that makes me the baddest of them all. So, DJ Dillon, you say you're going to listen to Ole Anderson, Lex Luger, and Dusty Rhodes, and look at us close because you don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen. Total destruction going to happen tomorrow night in the Omni. And anybody that don't believe that, they better be coming like it is going to be for the week of heart. The week of heart, if you will. So now I want to say something to my sister in Houston, Texas. Because Rick Flair, my sister, is 6'2 and weighs 280 pounds. And if you're speaking of fat women, you talk about my sister. And she'll come out here and clean your clock. You know what I'm talking about? And turn around and say, man, that was also good, but it wasn't long enough. You know what I'm talking about, Rick Flair? To be a man, you got to beat the man. Dr. Rose is the man. He is a tall power. He is too sweet to be sour. He is the rap master. There is no other. There is no equal. The man that built the It's Dr. Rose. Let's look up tomorrow night. Let's get funky like a mixer, baby.
championship at stake right here to the winner, our special referee, Spokane Joe Frazier, two judges outside of the ring, Kyle Petty and Duke Yanuka. And this is the moment that we've all been waiting for right here. This is indeed the moment of truth, no question about it. Referee Joe Frazier going over uh, last-minute uh, admonishments with uh, both of the competitors. Hits for all the marbles, and, you know, I can't help but wonder if uh, Ric Flair, in his uh, delayed appearance to the ring, was uh, not trying to get to uh, Dusty Rhodes just a bit, making him wait, making him go out first, uh, which is the challenge of point. He could have been using a little psychology right there. I think so. Hell, and the match is now underway, and I was... Uh, very interested in the weights at the end right of the match. Dusty Rhodes, much the heavier of the two wrestlers. Well, Dusty's carrying a little uh, a little weight on this match, and uh, I was talking to him. He said he's picked up uh, some strength from it. He uh, has been uh, working out with the heavy weights of late, and he now gets that side headlock, comes off the ropes, and uh, that weight proved uh, to his own advantage that time, and Rhodes that time. Ooh, quick as a cat, just as, uh, just as light on his feet as he could be. Yes, sir. Mr. Flair's got himself some problems early on. When Flair came up, he came right up under that elbow. And, boy, I tell you, as powerful as Dusty Rose is, with that powerful elbow blow right to the top of the head, he almost drove Rick Flair right down into the mat with him. Now, Flair with a leg, but Dusty Rhodes has the head, and his Flair is going to give in. He has to turn loose of that, of that leg as he's down on one knee now. As Dusty Rhodes continues to apply pressure. Each one of these men, to them, the championship is something that they know a lot about. They, uh, Ric Flair, three-time champion, Dusty Rhodes, two-time world champion. They know what it's all about. And Flair is very definitely uh, engaging in some psychological warfare here with Rhodes. Uh, now catches him in the uh, midsection of chop in on the throat. It staggers Rhodes and drives him backwards. And Rhodes now caught again in the throat by Flair. Flair, and now Rhodes firing back. And Rhodes some left jabs up on his toes. He's a little boxing stance as he comes out of the corner. Down goes Flair. And, you know, Dusty's an all-around athlete. He uh, was a shortstop in baseball, played... Uh, offensive line in football had uh, offers in both uh, pro baseball pro football and in pro wrestling and uh, tried uh, pro football said he just didn't like the uh, uh, the team type discipline he's a man of individual discipline and it has brought him uh, of course in this sport which is the last of the rugged individual sports in the world in my opinion it has brought him uh, twice to the pinnacle of success and may well do it again tonight I wonder just what uh, the kind of influence the referee, uh, former boxing great Joe Frazier, might have on this match. And you got to say that so far, he's been letting him go at it. Well, knowing Smoking Joe uh, the way I do, he's not the kind of man that's going to interfere unless he feels that he's been personally affronted or if he is uh, uh, forced to stop something that he feels is completely out of line. But he is uh, pretty much uh, solidly in favor of letting these two have at it until a uh, champion is determined. I don't think he wants particularly to have that responsibility of a uh, draw match where he and uh, Duke Kiyomoke and Kyle Petty would have to make a decision. I think he'd much rather have something settled uh, uh, squarely and firmly in the ring. There now with Dusty Rhodes flat on the mat, reaches back, gets a little running start to get higher in the air with a knee drop right down across the face and the neck again, and Rhodes kicks out. We're in the opening minutes of this match, Gordon, and I tell you again, you can feel it continue to build. Oh, the powerful right hand, right to the jaw. 
Rhodes smashed into the turnbuckle now, and Rhodes was stunned pretty badly with that uh, right hand to the head. And it is Flair uh, coming off of misses with a misses with that knee, and it's Rhodes up, and he's going for the figure four. Dusty Rhodes not going for the figure four leg. Yes, sir. He's got it on now. The world heavyweight champion Ric Flair. It could be over at this moment. Dusty Rhodes is putting the pressure now on those legs with that figure four. Look at the pain in the face of Ric Flair. Spoken Joe Gracie watching carefully now and listening for that key word. Listening for that key word of concede or give. No, sir. Shaking his head, no. He's in tremendous pain right now, Gordon. Rhodes bearing down on that figure four. How much more of that uh, Flair can stand, I just don't know. And if and when... Even if he's able to get out of this, he's he can't. Back, but he can't reach that he's rope at the moment. Too far away. Too far away. I can't help but feel that Dusty has it right here and now. Also, Flair brings those shoulders up again. Intense. Now he's got, he's the got rope. into the ropes. Rick Flair reached back. He made the rope. He pulled in the rope. And here is the referee now breaking that. Now, the question is how well is Flair going to be able to move now that he's felt the pain of that figure four? And Flair cannot get to his feet. And so it's Rhodes back, punishing those Fomoris muscles. He brought him out of the corner, reached down, got that leg, jerked him hard out toward the center of the ring. Now Flair reaching around to the face. And Dusty Rhodes right back with that leg again. This is not nearly this is not nearly as punishing, though, Gordon, as that figure four was on that leg. No, he had a great time this time. And we just heard uh, the ring announcer saying five minutes had expired, and it's now Flair pounding away with that right hand and Rhodes back to his feet. Flair coming up, and he's got problems with those legs. He's got problems. If Rhodes can take away the legs of the champion, uh, then there's no question in my mind that he's going to win the match. As they come together again, out here in the center of the ring now. And Flair come back with the arm and with the wrist. I was very interested in some of the comments before the match and earlier in talking with Ric Flair and, and he as much as said to Dusty Rhodes that everything I have I owe to wrestling and buddy I'm not going to give that up very easily and I think I think he means every bit of that Jordan. No question about it right now Rhodes with the advantage in that uh, top wrist lock takes him to the canvas and it's Rhodes back to his feet so Flair is having a lot of problems notice again the way he's favoring those legs. So Dusty Rhodes with that figure four, even though he wasn't able to get him to concede, uh, that could cost Flair as time goes by. That's right. He very definitely is favoring that leg. He is hobbling around on it, and it is causing him some trouble. Rhodes turns him around, backs in another corner. Hard right hand. Sets him up for the elbow, hard to the top of the head. Flair now, again, down on the mat. And Gordon, so far during the match in these opening minutes, it's been mostly the challenger. As he catches the champion high in the air with that tremendous power slam. Well, as this match progresses, we can well look at that uh, figure four leg lock as perhaps the turning point in the match. Flair in trouble, back on the canvas once again, pump with a chop into the throat. It's Rhodes, calmly, coolly, measuring his man, catches him with that bionic elbow. He seems to be very methodical in his moves right now as he's going about it. Dusty Rhodes, at the moment, it looks like he is sensing that things are his way and that the championship is right now within his grasp. Catching some chops now by Flair, the champion, and Rhodes now to the midsection and then uh, 
A series of blows back of the year and Irish with Daniel Slayer over the top rope. As he was slammed hard into the corner and he's out of the ring. And he is slow to get up from this. Well, Rhodes in his eagerness was over there that broke the count. Smoking Joe Frazier more than likely has that count going now as Flair comes up very slowly indeed. Rick Flair out of the ring. Now on the apron, hanging onto the rope. Desperately trying to get in, but very, very slow, as you mentioned, Gordon. Rhodes closes in on him once again. They're on the ring apron. Now, here's a referee now. He's trying to get, trying to get Rhodes back. He suplexed him into the ring. And uh, it is Flair able to get that shoulder off. Now Flair turning into Dusty Rhodes as they're both on their feet. Again, you're on the center ring as they play chops. Rhodes again, gone with a head. Off of the ropes, he's going to come. Down goes Flair again for the shoulder block. And it's Flair retaliating, using the back of the elbow very effectively under the chin of Dusty Rhodes. Rhodes is there. Right there, Rick Flair seems to think that that has turned the tie his way. On the ropes, and here's Dusty to get him in the corner. Rhodes has him up. High slam right back into the center of the ring. And so the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, crashing down with that elbow with Flair. Rolls to one side. A battle of two giants in the wrestling world here tonight on Starcade 84. Three times world champion Richard Cook blocked by Rhodes. Catches Flair, short chopping right hand to the side of the jaw. Flair in trouble, good reversal by Flair. Off the ropes, and it is a sleeper hold. Rick Flair. Rick Flair now with a sleeper. A few moments ago, it was all going dusty. Oh, there's Flair out of the ring again. Rhodes collapsing to the mat, and as he did, that forward momentum carried Flair out once again. Flair has seen uh, a lot of the outside of the ring tonight. And now Flair, grabbing Jesse Rose by the legs, pulls him out of the ring. And they're fighting now, outside of the ring, down on the floor as they trade right hands. And there's Dusty Rhodes slammed into the ring post. Rhodes smashed into that steel ring post. He is down, and uh, how badly he's out, I don't know. I see him moving. Rhodes is moving, but moving very slowly indeed. Gordon, that was a tremendous blow, and there was a lot of force behind it as he went charging very hard into that ring post. Into the metal post player now in the ring. And here is Dusty Rhodes slowly now down on his knees. And Gordon, he has got a bad cut and appears to be on that right eye. It appears like it's right over the right eye, perhaps right in that uh, eyelid itself, but let's see what... Uh, now, wait, referee Joe Frazier getting between Rick Flair as he came charging in. That referee saying, wait a minute, he's got to check that eye. As Dusty Rhodes is pushing him away. And remember, this is a wrestling match and not a boxing match, but it could be, if that's a bad cut on an eye, that could be a very serious injury. And, and not only that, but he couldn't miss... The danger of losing that eye if it's that bad, Gordon. Well, I don't think it is. And uh, Smoke and Joe Frazier allowing the match to continue. And so it is uh, Dusty Rhodes who's got the... Uh, oh, look at Flair, though. Flair pounding away. Flair. 
pounding away at the head of Dusty Rhodes and Rhodes, back on his feet, and Rhodes fires back now, it's Rhodes, exploding on Ric Flair, and it is Rhodes, great second effort here, Flair taps to the throat, drives their shoulder to the midsection, it's Flair back on top of Rhodes once again, he continues to work on that eye at every opportunity he gets, and now again, the referee going to check the eye, smoking Joe Frazier again, uh, Pushing Rick away, yeah, looking at the eye of Dusty Rhodes again. Rhodes just doesn't want to be part of this. He wants to get back to Flair and wants to move against him. He's uh, as much as telling them to uh, Frazier right now. And Frazier over there talking to someone outside of the ring. I have a hard time making out who that is. That was Duke Yamoka. That was uh, right, Duke Yamoka. Right. That was one of the judges. And so again, Smoking Joe Frazier steps in between them. And. Uh, Hold up, hold up, just a minute, we're, we're holding up the match, Frazier checking, checking the cut, he has stopped the match, spoken to Frazier, he has stopped it, because of the cut on the eye, well it's the only uh, conclusion I can draw here, I can only conclude that uh, that cut was uh, so severe, and uh, perhaps in the eyelid it's yeah, he didn't want to risk any permanent injury to that eye under that and any part of it. Hey, wait a minute. started to go after Frazier, I believe. And there is Frazier now going through the road. He's, he's trying everything to get at He's after Frazier. I'll, I'll tell you what. understand Dusty how he feels in the heat of battle. I'm sure that Smoker Joe Frazier acted in what he thought was uh, the best interest there is Jim Crockett. Uh, Jim Crockett handling him the uh, $1 million check to uh, Ric Flair. This match stopped by Smoker Joe Frazier, former world heavyweight boxing champion, but he considered, apparently considered that cut too severe and too dangerous to go on and uh, Dusty Rhodes being treated right now uh, immediately in the ring itself. So tell you what, uh, that obviously was a, a pretty horrendous cut uh, on the eye, and Dusty Rhodes obviously has to only feel one thing, that uh, smoking Joe Frazier just cost him one million dollars. Yes, sir. In 1985, I had the most memorable...
Just like to try one thing. Keep your hands up if you would. I'm going to sing it on and on and on. Just like to have you sing it after me if you would. Just one time and see what it goes like. Here we go. so far. Now if you do this one other thing, all the people in this front part, surrounded by all the people on the sides, all of you, just don't do a thing. Just lay back for a second. You're obviously the people with the most courage, and you got to the ticket office first, and you're the loudest, and you're all those things. So we don't need your help, so you just lay back if you would. JT, give me some lights, my son. You just come. It's all you people on the sides that we want. It's your chance. Yes, and way up there in heaven. If you would, just you on the sides all the way around. Clap your hands for this. Good cross, mate. Now just you on the sides, sing along. Here we go. You can be louder than them. On and on and on. Okay. On and on and on. Now no more. On and on and on. Very good. Very good. Now you can lay back and rest for a second. And you're going to show them how to do it, right? Fast! You gotta burn! 
what to do But I shall go away I'm gonna burn in hell with all of you Mike Manic Podcast. Mike Manic Sucks Podcast. I've been fucking up all day. Um, <clears throat> this is Sounds from the Underground. That was the metal gods themselves. The greatest rock and roll band of all time, besides fucking Led Zeppelin. Who says one and two? I say they're tied. Okay? <clears throat> that was Heaven and Hell. And as you know, that was Ronnie James Dio on vocals, not Ozzy Osbourne. Do I like Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath? Fuck yeah, dude. Do I think Dio was the better frontman? Oh, yeah. Could Dio sing circles around Ozzy Osbourne? Oh, my God, yes. He's the best Black Sabbath lead singer I've ever seen. Rob Halford. That's some shit. All right, guys. That's my time for the morning, afternoon, evening, whatever you want to call it. I've been up all night. And I got to go to work all night. And it's supposed to be my night off. So that was Black Sabbath with, you know, Heaven and Hell. Before that, you heard How the Gods Kill. 
by Danzig. Before that, you heard Realm from Knoxville, Tennessee, one of my favorite bands that I've discovered since I've moved to the South. Before that, you heard uh, If Crimson Was My Color, or If Crimson Was Your Color, whatever. That was Witchcraft. Before that, you heard Brown Acid, Bongzilla, R.I.P., great fucking band. The Mighty Pentagram, <clears throat> Cheech and Chong, Angel Witch, and we open the set with Vanilla Fudge. And I'm going to leave you with something cool, guys. Um, The last song I'm going to play for you today, and I'm not going to throw on two or three more because it's 12.37 in the afternoon, and I got to go work on my night off. So, and I got a big old pile of fucking work to do. So, let's get this shit done with and over with. And I appreciate everybody that listens to this piece of shit fucking radio program podcast, whatever you want to call it. Someday I'm going to bring back the Mike Vanislex podcast, just the straight up Mike Vanislex podcast. I got a live from the Doom Team sessions coming for you any day now. Any fucking day now. But anyways, this song is called The Body. It's by a band called Indigoast, which is by far the coolest local band that I've seen since I moved to Bristol. I've seen a handful of them down in Omanians. But they don't do fucking rock bands anymore, which sucks. And it's kind of hard for the old van dog to get a ride to Johnson City. I'm just saying, especially since they took my Saturday nights off away. Fuck. Fuck me in the ass real good when it comes to seeing live music. But uh, me and E-Dub are talking about going to Chattanooga's Exodus, Death Angel, and Testament, which is the coolest fucking tour I can even think of for fucking that shit coming around. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on there. Um, let's see here. Before I leave you, I'm going to do my normal spiel. Music headlines brought to you by Loudwire. This is where I read the music headlines. Then I talk shit about them. Usually, sometimes I'll read something if I like it a lot. Um... Spotify stats. I looked up my Spotify stats today. Listen to a lot of anti-scene and abysmal piss. Bong Ripper. Bong Ripper, Reefer Sutherland was the number one song on my uh, Spotify. Number one album was abysmal piss. What up? Central Valley death metal. All day. All right, let's do this. Wolfgang Van Halen, David Lee Roth will always be one of the best. Yeah, I'm with that. Flea buys $14 million Beverly Hills home with treehouse and pool. Man, that guy can buy whatever the fuck he wants. He's a goddamn legend and he earned his goddamn money. Uh, Foo Fighters. Um, BMTH Maniskin. Oh, top billboards here in Root. Foo Fighters the only rock band worth listening to. Um, Spotify raps. Uh, yeah, fuck that shit. 
MGK is a fucking poser, and he needed stitches after trying to impress Megan Fox with a knife. Damn. I wish he would have cut his own throat. That would have been cool. I'd bang Megan Fox, but, you know, that is what it is. Uh, Sharon Osbourne slams tabloid for humiliating her daughter, Kelly. Well, Kelly Osbourne looks kind of like a robot right now, but I still hate it. Uh, Volbeat's Michael Paulson worked for them twice. Will return to death metal one day. Ooh. Have you heard his death metal shit? Mm, they're from the same country as uh, King Diamond. Um, best rock and metal songs of November. Not interested. Steel Panther asks fans to help choose their next basis. I say it's Scotty McRib. Creeds with arms wide open, certified as double platinum. That was a fucking hit. Can't stand that fucking band. Eddie Vedder reveals the dates for a brief 2022 solo tour. He's got to make that money. He's got to pay for his private security. Take a tour of Henry Rollins' $3.9 million L.A. bunker. Another example of, hey, man, he earned his fucking money. Let him fucking spend it with fucking however the fuck he wants. Toadies announced rescheduled rubberneck anniversary date. Ooh, I remember that, man. Rat Stephen Piercy postponed four solo tour dates due to COVID-19. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Can I name any other rap, uh, rap songs besides Round and Round? No, I can't. But when we had them at the Fat Cat, I got that guy in Ants Weed, and he gave me like a quarter of it. He's all right in my book. Uh, yeah. I don't care about rock stars celebrating birthdays in December. Zealand Ardor dropped Slow Burn Angst and new song Golden Liar. Am I going to check that out? I have no idea who that is. Iron Maiden revealed 2022 Legacy of the Beef North, the American tour, and God damn it, I hope they're coming here. Uh, John Karabi says his Motley Crue, the dirt portrayal was pathetic. I thought that was kind of lame. Although there are some parts of that movie where I say you have to see that movie. Like the part where, you know, he goes, I'm that chick and she squirts all the way across the fucking room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brody Dallas will serve community service over custody case violation because she took off with her kids. Hammerfall debut epic Hammer of the Dawn title track off 2022 album. Hammerfall's dope, dude. 48 years ago, Black Sabbath released Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, and this was released yesterday. So happy birthday to one of my favorite records of all time. I think that was the first Black Sabbath album I ever had on vinyl. The Word Alive addressed criticism on how they got stolen gear back. Hey, man, they got the gear back. Fucking shut the fuck up. Japan's experimental icons, Boris, debuted chilling new song. You ever listen to them? Pretty fucking cool. Uh, yeah, Dave, Dave Grohl and Greg Kirsten uh, have been releasing fucking cover songs every day of Hanukkah, and every they've all been pretty cool. 
I'm not going to listen to Coco Cabana, though, because I've had enough of that one. My mom was like, um, Papa Roach collaborator Jerris Johnson calls out the Grammy Awards. Well, Papa Roach is a bunch of fucking makeup wearing sissies anyways. I remember when they were cool for like six months before they got signed. Um, Motley Crue reportedly sell their entire catalog for $150 million. Well, there's their retirement. Vince Neal's got to make some kind of money. He's falling off stages and can't sing his fucking songs. Uh, Foo Fighter cancels show after venue denies COVID safety measures. I don't think it's sick. I might have fallen. So I hear God. Um, Eminem appeared in a classic corn video before he was famous. Makes sense to me. Ivan Moody shares teaser of a new Five Finger Death punch music video. Yeah, fuck Ivan Moody. He was way cooler than he was in Motorator. Anyway, speaking of Eminem at corn shows, I'm pretty sure I saw him at a corn show at Shoreline once. Uh, Jared Leto snorted Arabica sauce for the House of Gucci roll. Arabiata. Arabiata? Arabiata. Something like that. Um, Iron Maiden and Marvel make clothing just in time for the holidays. Oh my god. I can't wait to see how lame that looks. Anything Marvel touches turns to shit. Royal Blood announced 2022 North American tour with Cleopatra. Okay, I don't know who any of those people are. Uh, Zach Wilde, if Ozzy wasn't a singer, he'd be a comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know who this is either. All these fucking bands, I don't know who these people are. Study says rock and metal songs have fewest music videos with cars. And there's a picture of Sammy Hagar here, because that makes sense. Um, goddamn, all this Foo Fighters shit. Like, the next five fucking stories are about the Foo Fighters. Holiday gifts for the rock and metal fans in your life. Just give me an Exodus sweater and shut the fuck up. Uh, Rodrigo and Gabriella earn Grammy nomination for Metallica cover. That's a sick one right there. I like that one. That album was full of shit, and that album had a couple good songs. Um, the the off cover is dope. Yeah, all right. I read the rest of these already last time. All right, so this is one of my favorite bands that I fucking have discovered since I moved to Bristol. They're called Indie Ghost. The song is called The Body. This is the last band I saw before COVID. Also, I saw them in Realm, who I played earlier, open for I Hate God. And that show was good all the fucking way around. And I'm kind of glad the assess fucking canceled. All right, guys, this is my last song of the night. Enjoy. This is The Body by Indigoast. Mike Vanek Sucks Podcast. Sounds from the underground. <laughs> Something wrong.
Mike Manic Sucks podcast sounds from the underground. All right, guys, that's my time. That was Indigo. Before that, you heard Black Sabbath, Danzig Realm from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hella fucking good band. Uh, Witchcraft, Brown Acid, another great band. Bongzilla, R.I.P., another fantastic band you need to go discover. Pentagram, Cheech and Chong, Angel Witch, and we started the set off with a classic Vanilla Fudge. Keep me hanging on. Man, my aunt used to blast that shit. Rest in peace, Kelly. Um, dude. Dude. Please support Talking Shop with the Boss of the Box, the What's Fecked Up podcast, Mountain Smoke Shop of the Dead Designs, the Tope Suicida brand, Reality Check TV, Aces Space Radio, Capital Chaos TV out in Sacramento. Uh, this is Scott with Mitta Goodwin, Modesto View Magazine, of course. Relic Moon Records, Central Valley Death Metal. And as always, please support gunmusicradio.com. Also, hey, got your Christmas shopping done yet? Want to get a Christmas present for your fucking self? You want to be the coolest motherfucker ever? Dude, you need to get yourself Mike Vanek Sucks merchandise. I got shirts, hoodies, masks. Fucking everything you could ever fucking think of. Stickers, buttons, fucking dude. You want some free fucking merch? Sent me a self-addressed stomped envelope to Mike Vanek Sucks. Message me for the address on Facebook, and I'll get that to you. And if you send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, or if you message me on Facebook and say, hey, I listened to your show today. I'll tell you to send me a fucking self-addressed stamped envelope, and I will send you free stickers and buttons. I fucking promise you. All right, guys. But if you want to get Mike Vanek Sucks merchandise, and God damn it, who the fuck wouldn't want Mike Vanek Sucks merchandise? And I got it all. I got shirts for Mike Vanek Sucks. Old school death metal logo. I got the fucking brand sticky tips logo. I got the fucking one of the dead designs fucking logo. Um, I got shirts for Mike Vanek Sucks podcast, Sounds from the Underground, live from the Doom Tomb sessions, um, raiding the shop or raiding the vault with Lunchbox and Vanek. And if you get uh, raiding the vault merchandise, that gets split with Lunchbox. You know what I mean? He's got a little boy he's got to take care of. So, dude and bro and bro and dude, and help me help you be the raddest motherfucker on the block. Get your Mike Vanek Sucks merchandise on Public. Just go to Public and search Mike Vanek Sucks, and all my shirts will pop up. Or just go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash MVS dash podcast. And, dude, I'll hook you the fuck up. And everything is 35% off right now, kids. Yes. I got two-sided t-shirts. You can get a baseball tee that has my fucking death metal logo on it. Dude, the fucking sky is the limit. Please, please, please. Homie's going to make some Christmas money. Go to tpublic.com, search Mike Vanek Sucks, or go to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash MBS dash podcast. And I will hook you the fuck up. Also, while you're at T Public, 
Search Talking Shop with the boss in a box and get one of their shirts or a mask or a hoodie or a long sleeve. I'm telling you, I'll be uploading fucking shirts all week and some stuff I probably shouldn't be. So, hey, go to T Public. Search Mike Vanek Sucks. Also, Mike Vanek Sucks is on YouTube. I don't do it every day, but a lot of times I'll record one of these and throw it on YouTube. Um, when I like to play the Black Sabbath of the world, I just record it and put it on my RSS feed. Speaking of which, you can hear Mike Vanek Sucks podcast 24 7 days a week. 24 hours, 7 days a week. You know what I mean? I've been up fucking for a long time. So if I start fucking rambling, hey folks. My wife gave me a microphone, and I like to use it. Um, Mike Van Exx is on Instagram, Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Do I check it? Only when there's wrestling shit to look up. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Talked about merch. Talked about the Spotify. No, no, no. Uh, we will be on Spotify, hopefully, by January of 2022. Also, we are on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, T Public. Hey guys, search it. Mike Vanek sucks. Thirteen bucks for a rat ass T-shirt. Twenty for two sided. I think the hoodies are like twenty five, thirty bucks. I don't know, man, but it's a deal. Support the baddest fucking podcast in the world. Support me. Support your homie. Whether you hate me, just say, hey, this guy fucking sucks, and I like this logo. Or, when you're one of my fucking many supporters, thank you very much, by the way. I love you all to death. All right, guys. I'm going to leave you with something cool. It's not a song, but it's just one of my favorite moments ever. And I wasn't even born yet. But this is one of my favorite calls of all time. Rest in peace to the greatest announcer, known to man, sports, whatever, Mr. Bill King. Takes up a chant of defense. Robisky and Vanizak are the back. Slot right. Branch inside. Bradshaw. Stabler back. Here comes the rush. He sidesteps. Can he fall? He can't. The ball flipped forward as well. It's a wild scramble. Two seconds on the clock. Casper grabbing the ball. It is on a fumble. Casper has recovered in the end zone. The Olsen Raiders have scored on the most zany. Unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Madden is on the field. He wants to know if it's real. They said, yes, get your big butt out of here. He does. There's nothing real in the world anymore. The Raiders won the football game. The Chargers are standing, looking at each other. They don't believe it. Nobody believes it. I don't know if the Raiders believe it. It's not real. 52,000 people minus a few lonely Raider fans are stunned. A man would be a fool to ever try and write a drama and make you believe it. This one will be relived forever. Or if the Chargers were going to have their victory. Still blows my mind how the referees could not uh, see what it was or, or uh, 
discern exactly what happened, but uh, Woodrow Lowe clearly got a, uh, a sack on, on Stabler, and he, he shoveled the ball forward. It wasn't a fumble. I mean, he threw the ball, and if you ask Banasek what he was doing, he was advancing the ball illegally, uh, and then you ask Casper, well, he had to put it across the line and then fall on it and touched it. That, that's ever occurred. And it was one of those things that maybe you can't do that, but the rules say that you can do that, so you can do that, and if you don't want to do that, then go change the rule. And that's exactly what they did. They went change the rule. So now you can't do it. Fuck the Chargers.